This win mean not only to you, but to the actual Penrith fans, the club, uh, in its 25-year history, you've never won it. What does it mean? Well, we're someone now, mate. We are someone. Uh, for a lot of years, you know, the chocolate soldiers uh, that, uh, you know, have never succeeded. We were the chokers. We are the ones who could have been a grand final. Now we're someone. We can work somewhere with our head held high. Well, Terry Lamb, the fairy tale has unfolded. Can you believe it? I can't believe it now. These blokes stuck together. They're a great bunch of blokes, these blokes. But it all boils down to when you look at that scoreboard and say 17 4, 13 point win, but it's defence what it's all about today. The Bulldogs have tackled their hearts out. We've done it for the last four weeks, and uh, that's why we've uh, dug deep, you know. We've just been on our minds all week, just defence, defence, defence. Terry, I've got to say, you just seem so calm, it's as if you expected this to happen. Well, I didn't expect it happening. I think I'll have to start believing in dreams now. I'm very confident to the Lord. Steve Roach is with him now. Here's the Chief. Sensational Burley Craig having a comeback in that second half. It's better than that block. It's a pressing in and out anyway. I can't believe it. When we left Newcastle, I think most of the boys were in tears. Had to line up for 30 k's out of Newcastle. We were down for all money there for a while. It's a camel these folks. The best thing ever happened, man. I'm that proud of him. What about Andrew Johnson's involved in the last two tries? To sort, decides to run on the short time 20 seconds ago, and you get that try. That's Joe when you were taking. He does whatever he wants. He's an athlete player. He's a dead set champ. He's been in the hospital all week. And, uh, Walker, there's nothing you can say. Yeah, good on you, mate. Congratulations. Good to get a bit of play. Thanks very much. Let's see some pandemonium down here. We've got a moment to try to catch Benji Marshall. Benji, mate, what, mate, what's going on with that flick pass? You're not supposed to throw those in grand finals. I don't know. I don't know. How you feeling, mate? I don't know. Unbelievable. Best moment of my life. And uh, to have my family here from New Zealand is the best part about it. What about the furley when you knew you had it in the bag? How'd you feel, Benji? Relieved. Sore. Tired. Thank you, Dan. They had a tremendous side. They struggled all year. No one gave them any chance. We knew how good a side they are, and they certainly proved it today. To all you Parramatta supporters, 
G'day everybody, welcome to the grand final edition of Not The Footy Show. This is episode 261, I'm Warwick Nicholson and I've got him on the line once again, Mr Rob Cox, grand final time baby. Grand final time mate, it's that time of year isn't it, it's getting a bit warmer, it means the footy season's almost over and uh, that's a good thing, it's a good thing, we can move into warmer weather and uh, have a bit of an off season, look forward to it all again next year. Well, the good news is, we've touched on this before, but we've got a World Cup coming up, which is fantastic. But uh, a grand final, yeah. Parramatta, Penrith, Stadium Australia, 80-odd thousand people. It's a sellout as of, I think, Monday. Uh, no surprises there. Right now, Cocksmith, what do you think the percentage of the crowd's going to be in terms of, I, I don't mean in terms of, like, let's split it completely down the middle. These people are going for Penrith. These two are going for Parramatta. I think... What I'm looking at is, what do you think the percentage of supporters of the two teams are going to be there? So that might be 40,000 or the 80, but what percentage of the two teams is going to be for Parramatta and what percentage is going to be for Penrith in attendance? Oh, mate. In attendance. So what does it hold? 80-odd thousand? Yeah, so let's say that 40,000, it's, it's not, not whole, whole, whole ground won't split either way. I'm just saying in pure, pure Penrith fans, pure Parramatta fans that are there at the game, what percentage do you think is going to be Parramatta? What percentage do you think is going to be Penrith? I reckon it's going to be 60-40. To para. To para? 60-40 para. I'm yep. going a little bit higher. I'm going 70-30. Really? I have a feeling that the Parramatta fans have been um, uh, deporting loved ones to get tickets to this kind of uh, um, game. They are going to be so pumped up. There's so many Parramatta fans out there who have already started telling me that the premiership window is not over yet. Thanks, Dan Palmer. Um, and I'm thinking, haven't you got to win one for the premiership window to even be open. Uh, yeah. Getting ahead of themselves a little bit, but I think Parramatta fans are going to show up in in just droves on uh, Sunday night. Uh, and I think the, what you're going to see with the, Par- the Penrith fans, it's not so much that they don't love their team. It's just they won it last year. They made the grand final the year before. And yes, COVID impacted, one in Sydney, one in uh, Brisbane. But there's just not that urgency that you're going to have from the that you're going to have from the Parramatta fans in the Penrith fans. So I think 70-30 is about the split. Uh, so, but we both agree Parramatta are going to be uh, heavily represented there on the night. But people are tuning in for some reason. But they're tuning in to find out who we think is going to win Penrith Parramatta. Right now, Cocksmith, we get to Friday. We've had a week to digest what has been a pretty tame week of news in in. Uh, grand final uh, folklore. Right now, what are you feeling like in terms of? Uh, let's bring up the pressure question again. 
does Parramatta displaying any tendencies that the pressure's sitting on them again, especially the players? I don't think I don't think they can help that that happening. Um, I think the pressure is on them. Um, you know, no one likes to fail, mate, especially at the last hurdle. Um, so I think the pressure is on them, but I think around eight to twelve minutes of the game can can get rid of that. That obviously that those nerves and those little mistakes that can happen. I think once we get a little, you know, ten minutes or so into the game, I think it'll be business as usual. Um, and uh, Para just have to survive the first ten minutes, and um, they should be fine. Yeah, that's a really that's a really good point because that's what I'd be teaching or, or drumming into the players. You know, the likes of Gutho and and Dylan Brown and Mitchell Moses, the ones that are well, I guess Moses and Gutho are probably more of the emotional state than Dylan Brown generally is, but it's get through the first part of the match. Let's see where we're at. Exactly what happened against the Cowboys. Get through that first part of the match and then let's just play a grand final rather than playing the grand final out in your head, you know, 17,000 times. And this, I guess, leads me to my question is I missed the grand final breakfast for one reason and you can think of what that reason is. Oh, do tell. I love seeing deers in headlights. I love it. <laughs> And and this this fan fest thing, I saw a few photos. I didn't see any of the video, but I saw a few photos come through, and everyone looks casual and calm, no pressure. I'm thinking, no, 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 no. Get them up at five a.m. Get them into the Sydney Intercontinental, whatever it was back in the day, and make them sit through a, a poorly constructed meal and um, a whole bunch of long speeches from the sponsors, and see who actually is sitting there going, "Man, can we just play this game already? I'm just itching to play. I'm itching to play. I don't know the pressure, the pressure, the pressure. We don't see that anymore." It's it's something we miss from from that because that great story of um like the late eighties and you know Canberra relaxes anything and and Wayne Pierce and Baumain were on on the edge of their seats and um really tense I, I don't know I love that I love the fact that that part of the theater was part of Grand Final week and and now it's really not yeah I think you'll find that uh, Club Power got rid of it mate because they didn't like doing it. Um, neither teams like doing it, uh, but yeah, look, it's it's a bit of a tradition that's gone, and, and every year one or two more disappear, you know. Uh, and you know, it goes back to our chat last week about New South Wales and Queensland and eligibility for Origin, and, and uh, you know, kind of committing to to Australia or Samoa or Tonga or whoever it may be. Traditions are disappearing, mate. We're living in this uh, kind of world where there's no sharp edges on anything anymore. Around everything out. Everything's safe and lovely and cosy and warm and woke. It's lovely. Let's get some sharp edges out. Uh, let's go to the team changes. Uh, rugby league has a funny way of, of coming back and, and, and humbling you, uh, whether it's a team that has won you know, heaps of games that fall short at the end of the grand final or a raging hot um, New South Wales team in origin, you know, all those things, and all of a sudden Queensland come back. And rugby league just comes back and gets people. Uh, Taylor May has been got. Uh, whether it was his decision or not to try and push his suspension to next year, um, rugby league's got him. It's just found a way to say, well, mate, this is the punishment and for some reason you're not playing it out when you should have been and now injuries cost him a grand final spot. It's, it has a funny way of doing things, old rugby league, doesn't it? certainly does. Uh, you know, but some, some may say it's a bit of karma. I don't think that he should have been putting his uh, suspension off. I think he should have been suspended. Uh, so, you know, I think that that's, um, you know, probably a fitting thing. Unfortunately, now he's going to have to spend the first two rounds uh, 
uh, out um, next year, but that, that is what it is. And um, that's uh, the downside of you know, putting off suspensions. So mm. uh, he's not playing. Charlie Staines, I believe, is uh, in his position. Yeah, he gets another chance. He played pretty well in the prelim. Uh, the advice that he got, that's all I can think of. Uh, whoever gave uh, Taylor May the advice to try and push that suspension to then. Um, yeah, I hope you're, you're sleeping okay. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure anyone did give him advice, mate. I think I think uh, Peter Volandi's just took it, it upon himself. Him? Yep, hundred percent. I mean, I, yep. I don't. I, it fits the it fits the profile. Don't get me wrong. It fits the profile of um, I will decree everything and um, my my word is law. But uh, I don't know. I just feel like someone had a little word in his ear. Uh, um, you know, the, I don't the, think so. The the cynic slash. Uh, Cheeky one inside me said it was Ivan Cleary, but that's unfounded. That's well alleged. Uh, well, I, I don't think so, mate, because because he he would have been fit to play in the grand final if he had a sat two games out. Yeah, so the so, hamstring that's that's got him uh, in this game. The hamstring got him. the other selection. Um, this is where I, th- I I know what Nathan oh, Ivan Cleary has been doing all year with Jamin Sam on the bench, and it has it has bailed him out occasionally in games, having that, that option on there. But I would have gone Matty Eisenhuth over Salmon on the bench, especially given Parramatta's pack. Are you in agreement there or what? Well, I, I think, I, look, I think they know, I think Ivan knows what Parramatta are going to dish up and they're going to dish up, you know, a big uh, SH1T sandwich to Nathan Cleary and try and put him off his game and he might get whacked. Mm. Um, so I think he wants a half of some description or someone that can play in the halves on the bench. Um I probably would have, you know, I mean, look, Jamin, Jamin can play centre, he can probably play winger, he can probably play back rower. Um, so he's, he kind of covers a bit, but he's not that impact back rower uh, like Matt Eisenhuth is. But I think they're yeah. planning on on uh, very much a, uh, you know, an assault on Nathan Cleary during his kicking and, and anything could happen then. So we'll see. But I, I probably would have done the same as, as Ivan and covered my bases there. Fair enough. There's no other surprises apart from Spencer Lino, who has uh, found the front part of his head, um, picked it up from Stadium Australia service the other day and put it back on after Tay Mills' effort. He's playing. Uh, apparently can't remember the game, but cleared. Uh, and there's no other shocks there for the um, uh, Panthers. Uh, I expect Cleary to once again start Mitch Kenny for Coruscant. Yeah. I agree, mate. And 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 when, we, when I was talking before about you know, Parramatta have to get through the first 10 minutes. I think Parramatta would love that Happy Coruscant is probably not going to be on the field in the first 10 minutes. <laughs> Absolutely. Because they play they play quite uh, direct and square and they don't really stretch too much. They don't offer much out of dummy half. So, you know, you can ease your way into a game defensively knowing that, that the Panthers probably aren't going to chuck too much at you. Um, when I say chuck too, they'll take their – if an opportunity arises, but um, – you, they, they're very different with Appy coming out of dummy half and he really creates havoc there. So, um, yeah, I, I think you'll see a very safe Penrith for the first 15 to 20 minutes and then Appy will come on. Uh, but hopefully Parramatta aren't into their rhythm by then for, for yeah. Penrith. What um, minute are we putting Appy Coruscant on if you're coach? 18, 18 minutes. I've got That's him on. coming on. I'll have him on. If I was coach, I'd have him on like 11th or 12th. I don't think you waste any time. You just whack him straight in. The first chance you see your team about to go down the field after the first 10, just get him on the field and get him into the attacking the, the, situation. The problem, the problem there, mate, is that you may lose a rotation at the back end of the game. So 
I think it's going to be 18 minutes um, okay. when he gets rid of the, the, the first of his um, middlemen. Um, otherwise, you call you know you're selling yourself short. Unless they get a if they get an HIA, um, uh, oh know, straight in, a, yeah, 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 he'll, he'll be in. But um, I think you'll see it around about the 18 minute. To be clear, I that's what I would do. I agree with you. I think 18 minute, 18 20 minute mark is is probably what he'll do. Uh, Cleary, uh, no other changes to Penrith, as I say, that's their side. That's the one that's got them through. For Parramatta, no Tom Opacek. Um, the hamstring injury that he suffered against the Raiders has ruled him out of this game as well. So Bailey Simonson, who did not play on the right wing, actually played at left centre, and they kept Wunga Blake in his hands on the wing <laughs> against um, North Queensland. He did a pretty good job, Bailey Simonson, so I'm glad that he's held his position here. The only real selection that, at this stage, let's call it, it's it's a surprise. Uh, the recall of Nathan Brown for the grand final. What is the mentality here from Brad Arthur? Is this a super plan, this, as we may have? Indicated? This could be an abs. This could be an absolute masterstroke from <laughs> from, uh, from Coach Arthur. Yep. Think about it, right? He's, you know, Nathan Brown's on the list, the poo list, for the last six to ten weeks. <laughs> yep. Brad brings him back in and says, "Listen, mate, I'm going to give you a shot at winning a ring here. You know, I, this is what I need from you." And if if Nathan Brown's got his head screwed on right, he'll probably do exactly what Brad Arthur wants him to do. Yep. Um, because let's be honest, we, we both think that Nathan Brown is going to be gone next year mm-hmm. out of that team. Uh, he's got an opportunity to do one job. And um, uh, I think I actually think it's probably a pretty good move. I still don't think having Jake Arthur on the field is a good move. Yeah. Because... I don't know to, and, and I might sound like I'm contradicting myself with what I said before about Jamin Salmon. The, the, yeah. the big thing is, if, if, if Cleary does get injured and has to go off, Luai is a pretty good replacement at halfback. He's basically a halfback that plays 5'8". Dylan Brown is not, if you know what I'm saying. So I, I think that they would be better off having no halfback um, than, than just having... Jake Arthur, because I don't think Jake Arthur gives you much I, I, at all. Bryce Cartwright needs to be there. I, I, that, that's, yeah, I just think he's creative. He's creative. You can put him anywhere. Um, and look, the way I look at it with the Arthur selection is that's your worst case scenario selection. It really is. Yep. Whereas Cartwright could help win you the game. If you need to try in the last 15 minutes or last 10 minutes, you put yep. Cartwright on, something could happen. I don't think Jake yep. Arthur brings that for you. Having said that, I did see a pretty funny tweet from someone. Uh, it was shared in one of the uh, the old Amco Cup forum that you remember from years back. And it was, um, what a try from Parramatta. Uh, ball goes through six sets of hands, comes back to Papa Lee. Papa Lee passes back to uh, Gutherson, who finds Jake Arthur, and uh, he scores under the post. Full-time, Penrith 34, Parramatta 4. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I enjoyed that one. Although, to be fair, they would have kicked the goal if he scored under the post. So I have faith in that. So it's uh, a fake news, uh, that tweet. But, yeah, I, I don't get it. You pick, pick a player who can help you win the grand final at this stage. Well, they, to, they, yeah, may not, they may not kick the goal, mate, because, um, uh, you know, seeing as it's probably going to be his last game, Nathan Brown might have taken the kick for the goal and missed it. <laughs> right uh, very good. Uh, Nathan Brown, I think he, he plays one stint. He, he plays a link stint for either, Cartwright, uh, sorry, either Campbell Gillard or, or Junior Paulo in the middle there. And he just rips and tears and goes absolutely crazy. I, I do like uh, Parramatta's bench. Brown, Kafusi, Niakore. And I'll probably call the old uh, Madison for Niakore switch at uh, the start of the game as well. It's 
I've been saying this all year and I've been, I'm not saying that they're no good. It's just, I, I just look at the, the name recognition and the possible impact recognition of Penrith's bench versus Parramatta's bench. I give the edge to Parramatta. I just do. Um, but I do love the pack uh, that Penrith uh, trot out for most of the game. So could hey, be the need. To be honest with you, to be honest with you, I'd start Nathan Brown with one job, get to clearing. I like that. Here we minutes and just bench, just bench Madison and Neocore and have them both on there, on the bench. Yeah, I just bench bench one of them rather than start them. And Nathan Brown goes out with one job and one job only, and that's to get to Cleary on his kicks. You know, maybe ja- maybe Jake Cleary. Arthur can put his hand up for that job. No, no. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> anyway, uh, no real surprises other than that. Makaheshi Makatoya, uh, Makaheshi Makatoya. Ugh, can't say his name. Makatoa, there we go, got it. Uh, he um, probably is the most unlucky player in this. He's been part of that squad pretty much the whole season and uh, misses out for the last two games of the year, so a bit unlucky to him. But he wasn't being used a heck of a lot. So, uh, 18th man, is it going to be Cartwright and O'Sullivan? Yeah, uh, yes, O'Sullivan. O'Sullivan, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'd, see, this is where I'd probably... I'd probably sooner have O'Sullivan at seventeen, yeah. and then Salmon at eighteen. I'm with you. I'm um, with you. But but O'Sullivan was great this know, year when he filled in for Cleary. Like he wasn't just good; he was great. And yeah, uh, he he will. However, this could be one of the reasons. And again, I, it, they didn't care about reserve grade about six or seven weeks ago, if you remember, Penrith. But they're playing the New South Wales versus Queensland State Cup Championship, and O'Sullivan will be playing yeah. that game. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'd prefer him on the bench than Salmon, but um, clearly, uh, Cleary is a smarter mind than the both of us. Uh, head to head, yes. Cox Smith, it's 25 23 Parramatta. Jerome Luai tried to get some interest in the uh, grand final with a comment last night about being, um, and let's just pull the quote. Uh, he says, You can call us daddy, apparently, Jerome Luai said about the uh, development of uh, players in the West. Uh, for the Panthers as opposed to Parramatta. He's trying to get a bit of interest into the GF. I'm, I'm surprised that it hasn't been as as heightened, but I guess I'm not a Parramatta or a Penrith fan. I know that Parramatta fans are just dying for Sunday. Um, but this is the first chance Penrith fans have had to have a real grand final week. I hope they're enjoying it because at the moment it just feels a little bit, a little bit subdued. It could be the weather. It could be the weather, to be fair. I'm sure they're all having great times out in the Golden West. It's 2-1 Parramatta this season, though, Cocksmith, but the last start, uh, Penrith did do a number on them. Team-wise, I like the two matchups. We've got the grand final we wanted. But right now, Cocksmith, we've got to get to the tips. Where are you leaning and why? Yeah, I don't, I don't really look at the um, 2-1 Parramatta, especially since they won against a 12-man team um, for, what was it, 65, 70 minutes of the game. Yep. Um, so I don't, I don't take much, too much notice of that. I think Penrith win, um, and I think they win by fourteen. Whee. So, what? Give me a give me a score with fourteen margin if you can, just to, if you can do that math. Twenty eight fourteen. Wow, that's pretty comprehensive, but we haven't got to mine yet. Uh, first try scorer. I mean, I'm I'm, yeah, I'm going to say kick out. Woohoo! Kick out. He has had a year and a half, hasn't he? And it would be a good way to go out. And Clive Churchill is a clear he's just to lose. No, I think I think Dylan Edwards. 
he does have a lot of um, what's the word uh, momentum behind this, and uh, we did get a Maumaninga not ruling him out for kangaroo selection. So yeah, yeah I can, massive I can game see it last, last go around. Mate. Last go yeah. around, he had a big, big game, and um, and and last year he was in a moon boot um, the day before the game. This year he's fresh. I don't believe Penrith have too many injuries going in. If they do, they're not substantial. So almost full strength. Nice. Okay, so you've got Penrith 28-14. You yeah. said you'd dismissed that second game they played at Combank when Cleary got um, sent off. I didn't dismiss one aspect yeah. of this match, and that was after Cleary got sent off. Penrith played, and I would argue outplayed Parramatta in the second half of that match. That could have been Seven a real. That that could have been an absolute like fifty to four job if they dropped their bundle. They didn't drop their bundle. Parramatta played within themselves, yeah. and for mine, as great as Penrith have been for a couple of years, I watched that came out of that game with a, a, a bit of a, an extra bit of layer of respect on them because I went, you could have you could have walked aside and said it's too hard, but you didn't, and you found an extra bit of level of backbone that you didn't need, like. They're, they're, they're defending premiers. You don't need another layer. But this is the thing to me that goes def- defending your title. It's that kind of pride in that performance that I go, all right. That's why I'm with you, Cocksmith. This grand final, I wanted it to be close. I've been thinking it's going to be close in my in my dream. But my reality says Penrith are going to win this and they're going to win this well. I've got 26 to 8, Penrith. I, I think this yeah. is at least a three-try margin. Uh, it could be more. And it's not that I don't rate Parramatta. I think they've got ability. I think they've got a really good forward pack. They can play really well if they get a good start. But Penrith are a really, really, really good footy team. You don't make three grand finals in a row without being a, a quality outfit. And I think Cleary gets Clive Churchill, but if I had to pick someone else, I think you're going to see Appy Coruscant do what I thought Reese Robson might do to Parramatta last week. And it's going to be wet on the weekend, Cocksmith. I mean, and, and to be fair, oh, Stadium Australia... Okay is going to be um, pretty good conditions, as in the ground is well held together. But you can get lead feet, and Coruscant's the kind of player. He's just won the Dalian Hooker of the Year. He's the kind of player that can find find space. He saw he's, he scored the first try for Penrith last week to get him back in the game, and it was all about taking advantage of lazy forwards and a good play the ball. He's my, he's my Clive Churchill medalist, if it's not Cleary. I know that Cleary's the easy choice. Oh. Um, but uh, Api Corusau, Brian Toto scored the first try. I think he is going to stroll over if he plays uh, on the left wing like I expect. I think Wunga Blake's going to have a night that um, not only he'll want to forget, probably Parramatta fans will want to forget it as well. It's just he's going to get targeted and they're going to find some pay dirt. And I think they'll also find pay dirt out with Sivo. I have real worries about the hands of um, both uh, Parramatta wingers and their ability to defend kicks. Um that's why I've got 26 at least for Penrith. That's at least four tries. I, I think that this could this could uh, disintegrate for the poor old Parramatta Eels. I hope I'm wrong if you're a Parramatta fan. I've been wrong plenty of times. Um, I just have a really strong feeling about Penrith. There's, the score 26-8 jumped straight in my mind when I was writing the prep for this show, Cocksmith, and I tried to talk myself out of it, but I couldn't. Penrith are going to win this, and they're going to win this well. I, I think, you know, I think you're right. I think I think that they've, they've embarrassed Wanga Blake uh, a few weeks ago, uh, in that first uh, quarter final or whatever it was, uh, first round of the finals, and and uh, I think they'll go back to that well again, um, and at least try and make him make one or two mistakes. 
Uh, they probably won't get as many mistakes out of them this time. But but also Sebo, you know, we know Sebo's like the Titanic. He, he can't turn around yep. when they're 25, 30 metres off their line uh, coming into the third and fourth tackle. Sebo's going to be up in the line and uh, he's probably going to be running against um, Staines, who's quite quick. Yep. And um, Staines will go around him. And, um, you know, and Nathan, we know Nathan Cleary can can put the ball on a, you know, on a dime. And, um, well, Nathan's not going to so, hesitate like LeChad did. Let's just say that. No, no, he won't hesitate. Uh, look, we could be completely wrong. Um, <laughs> things happen in grand finals, but that's the feeling I get. I feel yeah. that the, the momentum is with Penrith. I feel their key players are probably a notch above Paris' key players. If it's wet underfoot, Para have a bigger pack, um, or at least their two starting props are bigger. Um, and Appy could create havoc around those big blokes. So um, I guess we'll only know uh, this time, or sorry, a little bit later than this time on Sunday evening. Yeah. But um, I think it's the grand final that most people wanted to see, uh, you know, the Battle of the West and, and um, bragging rights for the next 12 months. Indeed. So you've got Kigau first try. I've got Brian Toto first try. You've got Edwards as uh, Clive Churchill. I've got Coruscant. As we say, it's with the asterisk. Sid Cleary doesn't get it. Uh, twenty-eight to fourteen for you. Twenty-six to eight for me. Uh, and good luck, Para. That's sort of the viewpoint, uh, unfortunately. And I hope we're wrong for your sake, Parramatta fans. I hope we're wrong. For Parra- Penrith good luck, fans, Penrith. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, the state yeah, cup is is Penrith Panthers versus North Devils. Uh, this would be a pretty entertaining game. If you get to if you go into the game and you want to go and watch some pretty good football, I expect it to be. One of the and, and the state cup when it's been played over previous years has been an entertaining game of footy because the beauty of the state cup is that both teams have already played their grand final. In terms of a pressure situation, it's not the same. It's just a bragging's right thing. So the football actually yep. usually is pretty entertaining. So get along to see that. And the NRLW Parramatta, who shocked the Roosters last week, they're into the grand final up against the Knights, who have been just quietly very very good. Uh, they've got Upton and, and Boyle and. A few other players, Southwell, the young halfback. Again, I expect Newcastle actually to win this one pretty easily. Uh, I think they will take out the NRLW. Where are you thinking on those two games, mate? I think I think uh, the Knights will win the NRLW, and I think Penrith will win the Super Bowl of, uh, of reserve graders. Yep, I'm with you on both counts. Uh, that's the grand final, the uh, halftime entertainment, the pre-game entertainment, fairly Australian um Influenced. I'm hoping that we get simply the best bailed out by Jimmy Barnes. That would be fun. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, Dally M was on Wednesday night. Just very briefly on this, they didn't stuff it up this year. I'm um, very happy with the way it all planned out. You had uh, Nico Hines from James Tedesco and Ben Hunt. Uh, I'm pretty happy with that, Foxman. Yeah, I agree, mate. I, I noticed. I did. I did notice an article this morning that I read that you know it's total BS. That, that uh, some Penrith fans expected Edwards to win it, but wow. the fullback of the year, that is. Um, uh, mate, no. against Tedesco, I mean, hello, hello. <laughs> Tedesco's the best fullback of the year. They the won eight in a row at the end of the year. Um, yeah. And yes, Edwards, Edwards and Penrith won a whole bunch of games, but Teddy was the reason they went from outside the eight to finishing fifth, didn't they? Uh, fourth, uh, sixth, yes. sorry. They, they, he, they he's jumped. Won, yeah. And Definitely one get, of the big reasons. He didn't even get all the votes he probably should have right in the last three weeks. Like, so yeah. you could argue he got robbed. Um, I saw another funny one said, oh, the uh, Sharks' easy draw was why Nico Hines won. The, no, no, Nico Hines won because he polled in like 15 games or something ridiculous. He got 38 votes. Yeah. Like, you don't win that if you're not good. 
Uh, yeah. I will say this. I still have them out of find. And if you can, let us know on Twitter, at Emerald Tweet. Where are all the votes? Where's the round-by-round round breakdown? Seriously, someone, anyone. Um, like a little bit of transparency. Wait, are, you, are, you, are you smelling a rot? No, I'm just, I just don't understand why it's not something that you... It's bad enough that the telecast doesn't show what they, everyone actually gets through the whole night. And I couldn't, I couldn't watch it. I, I just struggle. I, got, I tuned in for the last five minutes and it's just like, no, 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 no. and this guy's won. And no, 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 this girl's won. And it's like, well, hang on. Where's the build-up? Where's the excitement? No, no, we've got to wrap up the show because... Um, another re- replay of NRL 360s coming on at 10.30. Sorry. Um, just got a little bit of a I, I, rant there. I've, but I just, watched, it's just, I've yeah. watched Dally Ams before, and they are the most boring night. I've been to Dally Ams, and they are I've the most working. boring night you can think of. They, 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 they start off the night nice and slow, you know, and they tell you the first round or up to the up to round 10. Right? Who cares? Let's, you know what? Forget the night. Save, save yourselves 200 grand NRL, and because uh, that's what it would cost for the night on. Just give them a trophy at, on grand final day. Just before the ga- the main game, the winner of the of the player of the year is blah, blah, blah. Done. I've just, I've just saved you 200 grand. It's moved from Monday night to Wednesday night. I, I would argue Wednesday night's worse than the start of the week if you're playing in the grand final. Um, I just either do it properly, like the Brownlow does, and actually make it a night where you actually know what's happening, or get rid of this, um, as you say, get rid of this you know, lip service version, and um, it's because it just doesn't it doesn't have the gravitas that it needs. It's it's condensed. You end up spending more time on awards that aren't important versus the award at the end that is important. And you're like, come on, just we want to know why did Nico like what game did he all, all all his votes versus the games that he didn't poll in? I mean, my thing is Ben Hunt was leading at round twelve, but ultimately made a run in the last three games. I don't know what he but what games he actually got votes in. I know that I'll probably wins, but I want to know with Ben Hunt, what games did he, where the Dragons didn't win, did he get votes in? That's the stuff I want to see. They're like, anyway. Um, there's a I'll long be honest one. with you. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I think it's all fluff. I just yeah. want to see some footy. Love a bit of fluff. I don't fluff. care about uh, The top 10 was fine. Don't we all? Don't we all? We all? Uh, Hunt, Drinkwater, Edwards, uh, Moses, Cherry Evans, Yo, Grant and Munster, and Todd Payton won Coach of the Year. Jeremiah Nanai, Rookie of the Year. The final thing as we head off, Cocksmith, the question, I'm bringing it back from the start. Uh, we know Penrith are going for two in a row, two in three years. It's three straight grand finals. They're in that dynasty conversation. I think they still need to win another one to get into that category, but at this point in time, two, is, two out of three is outstanding. Yep. The premiership window for Parramatta, we've been alluding to this the whole final series, that Marnie's going... Uh, he's the big loss for them. If they don't win it this year, is the window closed? Daniel Palmer's a Parramatta fan. He asked this question. He doesn't believe it is, and he thinks they can just find players to replace the ones they're missing. They are getting Josh Hodgson next year, and we missed this when we did the pod a few weeks back. We had Mitch Rain as the hooker. Apologies, it's Josh Hodgson. He's actually pretty He's pretty good. But he's also 33, coming off two knee recos. He's, yeah, he's also 50 years old. Is, Look, is the window closed for him? Is the question as we leave? It's close. Definitely, it's definitely closer to close than open. Um, you know, Reed Barney. Reed Barney is a big loss for them. Is there anyone else going? Can you update me on that? Uh, not off top, mate. No, okay. Um, other than Nathan Brown, um, yep. even though that's not official, I don't think he will be there in twenty twenty three. Yep. Some people say that doesn't matter. Oh, Papali, um, Papali, Papali, Papali. Well, if he decides Papali, to go. <laughs> Mm. If he doesn't decide to go, he won't be playing next year for what I'm hearing. Um, so Papa Lee is a big loss, as is Marnie. I think, look, I, 
I think it's it's definitely shutting up a little bit the, the premiership window. I don't I don't think that they're they're going to be as as big a threat next year without those two players as they will be this year. Um, mm. But don't let's not forget Penrith Penrith are losing a couple of players as well um, in Kikau and uh, Abby Corusau. Pretty yeah. big losses. Yeah, um, that's the thing. You bang on there, you know? bang on there. So maybe next year we might see a, a, a two different teams all together in the grand final um, because Coruscant and Kikau are, are a big, big loss. So, you know, I, I think they'll probably want to win this year more than anything to, you know, to, to get premiership rings because where they're going, they ain't going to be getting no rings anytime soon. No jewellery coming to them. Cox Smith, we've got a minute left on the Zoom. Uh, It's been a pleasure as always. People, we will talk about the grand final post-match. I'm not sure if it'll be um, Monday or Tuesday. We'll try and do Monday if we can, uh, so that way it's somewhat fresh in people's minds. I'll be heading to the game uh, with a few of the family and some friends. Looking forward to sitting undercover in the nosebleeds. At least I won't get wet. That is one upside. But Parramatta and Parramatta fans, enjoy your grand final. This is what we wait the whole year for. it's just fun and you'll be disappointed with the team that loses, but at least you were there and there are 14 other sides that wish they were. And 15 as of next year, Cocksmith, with the Dolphins. Are you getting on the Dolphins train? No, not on the Dolphins train. They're not coming last. I know that, um, but uh, I'm not on the train. All right. Well, speaking of trains, the 2022 Premiership season train is pulling out of the station. It's done. It's dusted. Take us out, Cocksmith. Toot, toot. Sleeping over there. Pepsi.